for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. Well, this is Ed Greer, and you're listening to The Green Room with Sean Green and Logan Leistakow, left hand man. Whatever. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room. You can tweet the show on air at Green Room Show. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the green room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Of course, that is my left-hand man, Logan Lysico, as you heard in the station ID. Logan, I'd like to welcome you on the show once again. Thanks for coming on, Logan. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a fortune cookie, but I'm excited because a fortune cookie it never it, it never lives up to the expectation. And, you open and it, it up. It sort of makes sense. Yeah, fortune cookie makes sense. It's <laughs> catchy. It become it, it, there's something to a fortune cookie. I like your non sequiturs. Yeah, every time. Sometimes you go character. Sometimes you. What's the uh, just uh, give the audience a uh, quick look into how you come up with what you're gonna say to start the show off. Yeah, I usually just live my daily life all week, and then uh, <laughs> I show up here about ten minutes early to the show and. You and me start talking, and then the music starts, and then I start reading my intro, and then I realize, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to come up with a new thing today. <laughs> so literally, so I instantly come up with it. That's usually how it happens. Well, we uh, just cracked the walnut that is uh, the inside of Logan's mind, and we got an amazing show, Logan. We have an amazing show. We have Jeff McKinnon calling in live from Bonnaroo, the music and comedy festival. He's going to be reporting live there for the green room. He's out there interviewing some people. He's going to give us a report of uh, what's going on out there. There's a lot of big names. Snoop Dogg, I think, Eminem, Louis Black in the uh, comedy tent. So he's going to be over there. So I'm assuming he's going to have an <laughs> Those interview. Those sound like so different people. <laughs> They're all going to be hanging out with Jeff McKinnon. And I'm assuming he's going to pass the phone around. We're going to get some sort of exclusive interview. But also, in-studio guest, you know him from the Comedy Garage and his web series, The Competition, Cornell Reed. Yeah! Hey, guys! What's up, Corndog? Hey, I, um, it's funny, Lewis Black, I don't think he's doing comedy out there. He's starting his rap career, too. With oh, okay. Dog with Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Yeah, yeah. He, he signed with Shady Records. He just signed to Shady Records. <laughs> he is the new hook guy. No, but think he's about a, He is angrier than Eminem. Well, think about it. They did that one pop song... That Greg Giraldo, where it was just basically Greg Giraldo doing a rant, and then they had some kind of techno-industrial music in the background. Yep. Louis Black might not be a bad guy to throw on a hook. I know Nate Dogg <laughs> is, is is normal your go-to man, but... Hey, man, Nate Dogg's seat is yet to be filled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I think Louis Black exactly. is Oh, my God. He's the new ghetto crooner. You, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's in there doing his thing, and then they cut it over to Louis Black for the hook. Like, I can't believe these politicians. You know how they be dishing. I could, I could see Louis Black being more of like a... Uh, what's his name that goes, yeah! Will, Will John. John. 
where he just goes, oh crap, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Just throughout like every song. Louis Black just, already has the hand motions too when he yeah. talks. <laughs> he does, and he and he sweats a lot. He's got the water bottles up st- on stage, which I guess is important. Every rap concert I go to, Logan, tell me this. I, you're big in the hip hop community. Why? Why do they they have so many water bottles up there? First off, these guys, these hype men, they don't care about their voice. They're just yelling. They're oh, like, they're running Chicago! around, man. They're acting energetic, waving their arms around. For I never like understood hours. them throw. I guess they oh, just they throw, throw water yeah. bottles. They throw they throw water everywhere. I went and saw Snoop Dogg at Rock the Bells, and they had like a picnic table, and and there was like on one side of the picnic table was just covered in forties. And the other side was like 40 bottles of water. (laughs) Yeah, these guys know nothing of being properly hydrated. First, you get G1 Gatorade to get your pre-hydrate on. Then during the game, you go go with G2 or a traditional Gatorade as me and my, uh, you know, growing up, we called it Gatorade. Little do we know we were drinking G2 and then G3 afterwards to rehydrate. Yeah. More of these hype men have a dangerously low level of electrolytes out on stage, and it could it could be, lead to some heat stroke. I know it's getting warm out there. The summer concert season is in full bloom. We'll have to we'll have to ask Jeff if anyone's passed out yet. Well, I'm gonna speak for the hip hop community right now and say we appreciate your concern. Thank, thank you, Logan. <laughs> thank you, L Dog. I I googled videos on Bonnaroo, this musical festival, to see if there was anything kind of interesting or or something that. You know, to play a clip or something to give people an idea before before Jeff calls in. But there was no, I couldn't find anything on YouTube. All it was was people at Bonnaroo finding different things to start drum circles off of. Like, hey, a giant water tank, let's bang on it. And they would just get a bunch of hippies crowd around it, almost like a pack of wild of wild wolves. But instead of like meat, they're just devouring the rhythm, and they're just banging. <laughs> they're just banging on this water tank for four or five minutes on end. Oh, man, and then dude. they find a different. Then they find like a uh, a big row of porta potties. They're banging on. It's just that them kind of a, a wild pack of hippies just finding different instruments. Huh. Man. It's, it's it gets very primal out there in the <laughs> uh, in these in these crazy. Crazy, crazy uh, multi-day concerts slash festivals. I gotta say, drum circles sound friendly and fun, but what you just described sounds really <laughs> disturbing and annoying, especially well, if you're in a porta potty and right, right. <laughs> Logan's in there tra- trying to work through some uh, granola he got, and they just hear this pack of wild hippies banging on it because it, it's got a nice acoustic <laughs> sound. Well, guys, let's let's uh, let's get to some current events here. We were talking about this. Off air in the locker room, as Logan likes to describe it. <laughs> Logan always talks about that one time Ed McMahon told him that, hey, whatever you do, if you're saying something funny and it's not on air, don't waste it in the locker room. Bring it on stage. Is that am I paraphrasing that correctly? Yeah. Well, he was saying that Johnny Carson would say that before uh, between them two before the, his talk show. <laughs> well, it's funny. What is so, what yeah, was because, it? so like they wouldn't talk about the topics of the day basically. Okay. Because, you know, he had written, you know, the host had j- jokes for it. Ed McMahon was j- just supposed to bounce off of it, whatever. So they didn't want to waste their great chemistry off stage. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like it sounds like by all accounts Johnny Carson was not a nice guy. Maybe that was just his way of saying, <laughs> "Hey Ed McMahon, I don't want to talk oh, yeah, to you." Yeah, yeah. I don't know that actually. I didn't know he wasn't a nice guy. Oh, oh he yeah. Was a, he was a huge prick. I think Whoa. it's kind of amazing that I had no idea you had. Um, you're getting advice and training from one of the best <laughs> left-hand men of all time. I know. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I, uh, I set up Logan in an internship program, a mentorship program, <laughs> uh, for young sidekicks who have, have gone astray. When I first met Logan, things weren't going great. He was found him roaming through the uh, the hills of Hollywood. He needed a fresh meal and and a, and a sidekick position. So. <laughs> I, I laid out some food. I, originally, it was just a it was just a bowl of milk. But you know how right. once you when you give a bowl you of milk a bowl to of Logan milk under a box. Yeah. Once you gave the bowl of milk, he goes, "Hey, do you have any Kit Kats I can dunk in this milk?" <laughs> Next thing you know, he's I'm feeding him Kit Kats. It, it goes into Smucker's Crustables, and soon I'm feeding him and eating him. And then I set up this uh, mentorship program, and unfortunately, he bankrupt Ed McMahon and Ed McMahon. <laughs> unfortunate demise. Yeah, I murdered him. <laughs> it was. I, all his money was going into training Logan. So, Ed McMahon, things didn't work out great, but th- thank you, Ed. If you're looking down on this uh, talk radio, this online internet broadcast, if you're checking out this podcast uh, from the heavens above, thank you, Ed, and thank you for all the kind things you did for Logan. Yeah. You really yeah. paid, seriously. Well, Ed McMahon, he had some uh, he had some scandals there at the end, or, or just, I guess, losing your money is... I don't know if it's really a scandal. It's just insanely embarrassing. <laughs> but, of course, we were talking about the Anthony Weiner situation. Anthony Weiner, I, I think most people are familiar with the story. It came out that, first off, he tried, He claimed that it wasn't his it wasn't his penis that t- was tweeted out. It wasn't his picture. Well, just to set it up, he accidentally tweeted to everyone a penis picture or a bulging penis inside his pants <laughs> yes. picture. That he meant to send to a girl. Right. He, and then immediately deleted it and told everyone that someone hacked his account. Yeah. And that's his own words of what happened. The, I wish computer hackers had that sense of humor. First off, you're giving you're yeah. giving computer hackers way too much credit for their their level yeah. of comedy. Normally computer hackers they'll hack into Nintendo's website and then post some uh, you know some like uh, long, long rambling speech about the uh, the government and the FBI. And stuff. They don't they don't post <laughs> hilarious nude photos. It's like, a great idea though. I know we got to get these hackers into it. These hackers really could sway elections. Imagine if Barack Obama's running for office next year. Next thing you know, a uh, giant black black penis is tweeted out from Barack Obama's campaign. That's gonna hurt his campaign. <laughs> yeah, or for saying the pack. black penis wins the election. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see what we'd invade then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the white chick's ass. All right. The regime has changed. <laughs> the, the point is, it, it, it's first off, don't say that you got hacked. You just got to come clean in these days. Because right away, all the reporters kept going, wait, if your account was hacked, why aren't you pressing charges? That's just what that person wants me to do. He he wants me yeah. to be distracted from the issues. Oh, wow. No, no, that's not how it works. If your thing was really hacked, it's yeah. very – people – It would be way less distracting if you just went through the motions of making people a gotta phone understand, call reporting it. People got to understand how computers work. If you're sending pictures of your penis on your computer – it's going to get out there. Right. It's going to happen. And maybe yeah. there's some psychological thing going on where he wants to get caught. He 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 gets off on this insane level of danger. He he has psychological issues where he you feels – Make fun of my name in eighth grade? I'll show you. He feels I'll show he has you to, what a real wiener is. He feels he has to self-sabotage. And he, he did. He always made wiener jokes. Anytime he was doing public speaking, I, I was watching a news report, and they go, he was known for his sense of humor. 
hey, uh, Senator uh, Stevens, Alden, the one who makes the wiener jokes. But, you know, it's like killing on C-SPAN right. because <laughs> right, right, right. the bar is set so low. So here's some of um, – you're a collection of some of his apologies and some – just basically him facing the media and, uh, and trying to deal with this scandal. I don't have – that's no. I, I have a – I have a loving wife. I don't. It's not anything like that. I I treat it. I treated it as a frivolous thing, not 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 acknowledging that it was causing harm to so many people and would eventually come out. <laughs> it's funny. Harm. What the hell? And, yeah. and come out. It, first off, there you cannot listen to one minute of his apologies and not think of a sexual innuendo joke. Like everything the guy says, <laughs> immediately. Oh, come out. Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, sir. I spoke briefly to Leader, Leader Pelosi before I came over here. She said she said to, to be to be truthful and she said to, to to say what you know and 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 was thankful that I was doing that today. <laughs> I just love how they speak. She yeah. said just speak the truth, which I'd never gotten that advice before, so I decided to follow it. Speak the truth. <laughs> this is him. This is this is really hilarious. He wants to make it clear that social media is not to blame and that Twitter is not to blame in this whole uh, scandal. Nice. Yeah, because he knows so many bitches on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't want his game. Listen, I'm not going to delete my account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, no. Just the fact that he said it caused harm. I know. You didn't realize how many people it would cause harm. The only people it caused harm to was you and I guess yeah. your family. It seems like a... I mean, I would have just said, like, you know, it's a vice of mine, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that would have been a way better explanation. I would have been like, like no big like, deal. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. picture of my dick, <laughs> yeah. all right? Who fucking cares? I would have just said, originally, I was trying to send it to Brett Favre. I wanted to exchange. <laughs> hey, this is powerful men do this, okay? Yeah. You, you guys don't understand. Maybe that's the secret to being successful. I have no idea. Maybe it's just as easy as releasing photos of your genitalia. Do you realize we're kind of living in an era of... You know, our kids, they're going to see everything from every person at any kind. We're kind of entering this new era where, oh, yeah, you didn't know. Dad, what do you mean you didn't know what uh, Randall Cunningham's penis was like? Oh, well, that was, <laughs> son, that was before everyone released. Oh my Wait, God. wasn't that about the same time Brett Favre? Yes, he was kind of a pioneer of releasing pictures of his penis. What did George Bush's penis look like? No, no, uh, only lower-level politicians at the time I was uh, coming to age right, in the right. digital media. Eventually, the bigger-name politicians released photos of their genitalia. It's it, it's very cyclical, son. I, I suggest that not that people stop engaging with their constituents via social media, but not do. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> I'm never talking to anyone on social media again so because funny. Anthony Weiner sent his dick. Out. You don't know. I okay. Like we don't know how Twitter works. Like, uh, oh, you have a question about potholes. Okay, I will respond to that. Oh no, my picture of my genitalia. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. Do you use Twitter? No, oh, I saw that whole weird. That is that is gone. Oh, internet altogether. No, you understand? He took a picture of his own penis, right? You know what? I, I'm just not even gonna get to go there. You know, a lot of people they were gathered around. They had pitchforks. They had uh, they had torches. We're gonna go down to the school, rip out all the computers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it's just you being an idiot. Yeah. Things like this that are dishonest to their families, that are deceitful to the press when they're asked about them. Uh, to not do things like this. There's nothing inherently wrong with social media. There's nothing inherently <laughs> wrong with these outlets. What I did, what I did. I love when they 
answer questions that no one asks. Uh, yeah, do you blame uh, yeah. Facebook and, and the general social media? Right, right. So fucking ridiculous, yeah. man. He, he doesn't – it's just a straight-up apology. That's I, – I wouldn't even say that's all we want. I don't care. Even if I was in that position – or even if I was voting for him, it, I think, yes, obviously it makes you question this guy's judgment or at least his technical savvy. But yeah, who cares? Guys, especially guys in, in positions of power, a lot of times have things that they they wield power. So maybe they, they're into kinkier stuff or they got to do something extra. They kind of live off that rush. It's not surprising. All right, now here's some more of his apologies. <laughs> I just love how he has to be so sorry. He's not sorry. He's sorry that yeah. he's sorry that he hit the wrong button on Twitter. <laughs> and now Incredible thing. And for that, I apologize. You said you, you were on the phone. Did you, did you have phone sex with this woman? Did you ever have, have an affair with one of these women? I, this lady, this just it's listen so, to this so reporter. Gossipy, listen to this reporter. That. Why is this? Why is this news? Did you have phone sex with her? Or like. What? Any of these other ones? Did you get to third base? Did you, sir, yeah. sir, sir, did you get to third base? Was there penetration? Sir, sir. Never, as I've said in my statement, I never met any of these women. Yeah, I never was in the same room with them. I was never had any physical relationship what does that whatsoever. Matter? I am reluctant to, <laughs> for their privacy, and since their names are, um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to rebut anything. <laughs> was it consensual? <laughs> you know what? I got to say. <laughs> no, first, I. First of all, sending your pictures is worse than phone sex, right? Well, maybe not. I don't know. But he must have had phone sex because he wouldn't answer a question. <laughs> I mean, at first we're making fun because that's a dumb question, but then he would not answer. But it. see, I guess in his. If you're going to do this kind of stuff, stick to phone sex because at least that seems to be. The hardest form of media to accidentally send it out to people because right. you can't accidentally call three million people. Hello, hey, right, hey, hey is this Cindy? <laughs> uh, no, this is her dad. Oh well, uh, I was gonna describe my genitalia to you over the phone. You don't mind? Uh, you don't mind sitting and listening to this, right? Can you pretend to have sex? Oh, it wasn't meant for you. You're not gonna have that same mistake. Right, let's see if there's anything else good in here. Dispute anything that any of the the women that have come forward and said they have every right to do so. <laughs> And uh, so I'm, I'm not going to make any efforts to characterize those this those conversations. Is your oath of office to, to do this while, you know, if you, you may not have used the congressional phone or congressional email, but to do it on congressional time as a congressman. Have you... Well, I guess by I guess I mean the congressional time could theoretically be anything. Congressmen work long hours, but I don't believe that I did anything here that violates any law or violates my oath to my constituents. <laughs> Now that be how great would that be if now they adjusted the oath to include this dick pics? Yeah, I I I do solemnly act. swear to serve my constituents honestly with pride, and uh, if I do have any sort of shenanigans, it will be on a landline and not broadcast to everyone. Of course, it didn't violate his oath. I remember where, where does that in, in, say in the oath? Uh, Thou shall not. Try to have kinky affairs or online sexting with your constituents. To be fair, though, it is tough sometimes. I mean, I remember last time I got on Facebook, I just tried and poke my friend and accidentally sent a picture of my butthole to my grandma. So, <laughs> I mean, the computer's tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. What'd your grandma say? <laughs> yeah, nice butthole. She, she I mean, make a big supportive. Yeah, she didn't make a big deal. I haven't out of seen it. that since I changed your diaper. Yeah, exactly. Cornell, you're so creative. <laughs> No, this is a funny joke. I'm going to forward this to your mother. 
She just sends you an asshole picture back. <laughs> oh, that's what these kids are into. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, Logan, you crossed the line, Logan. I mean, my butthole to my grandma's one thing, but my grandma's butthole? Oh, come on, Logan. That's that's really crossing the line, Logan. I don't appreciate that. Ed McMahon would be guys. pissed. Ed McMahon would be disappointed. He would never bring up that kind of shenanigans on uh, the television. Bad left-hand man. Bad. <laughs> Damn it. have to scold Logan. Okay, so what else is going on? Oh, of course, the uh, the NFL lockout is still in full effect. And I was Ooh. reading, yeah, lockout. <laughs> I keep joking that SportsCenter, instead of just reporting, hey, if if they actually are signing a deal, then we'll report on it. Nope, they just do montage of montage of guys carrying briefcases, swirling. Oh, yeah. There was an NFL lockout con- uh, countdown graphic. It was just a giant spinning football with like a l- big lock on it and just <laughs> the number of days they've been locked out. These people, they... Obviously, they're creating stories or, or looking to fill time, but I was I heard that the owners and the players had a secret meeting, but Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, wasn't there. Do you know where he was? Ooh. He was over in Afghanistan or Iraq entertaining the troops. How? That, <laughs> I know. That, that was my first reaction. How? You're the NFL commissioner. How do you entertain the troops? And okay, I respect anyone who's gonna do, who's gonna go over there and just visit with sure. the troops. Okay, I get it. That, yeah, that's, that's that's cool. Noble. It's noble. It's great. It's sure. noble. And I feel weird criticizing him, but I, I'm really just criticizing the USO. How do you go? Well, Roger Goodell, what do we gotta do to get this guy over yeah. here? Put him on stage. He's never <laughs> he's never played professional football. I mean, yeah, it's very noble and great if you go over to entertain the troops, <laughs> right. but you need something to entertain them <laughs> <Right>. with. <laughs> you need to have an innate ability to entertain yeah. or at least be a hot chick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't oh. be like an accountant and go over <laughs> now, there and talk. If it's a motivational speaker you want, maybe. That's what was Yeah, but, but he's a, he's a commissioner. Are putting their lives on the line. <laughs> <laughs> he's a commissioner. They're not playing football or <laughs> He's a commissioner though. He doesn't even give speeches. Right. And what are they what are they, the soldiers? Hey, uh commissioner can you can you please can you explain what it was like to find James Harrison a hundred thousand dollars for a head-to-head hit in early September? Yeah, exactly. It's like and uh, next time you're down in a heated gun battle, just remember the courage I used when I continued this lockout for yet one week longer. And boss, and he's probably the least popular guy around. Listen to his reaction. We played this before. This is when he walked out to the NFL draft. Now these are just NFL fans who probably have a lot of testosterone and are probably whatever. But imagine amplifying that a million times because you're a soldier. You're you're looking for a, a, a connection back home. And no these are and this women. Shows up. These, this is his reaction. <laughs> the NFL commissioner, this is was his reaction to showing up at the, uh, the 2011 draft. <laughs> this, this is the guy they sent over to entertain the troops. Yeah. <laughs> The fans of the sport he's commissioning hate him. What were the troops like? They, they're, all they're doing is chanting, let them play. <laughs> oh, Roger Goodell's here. Oh, man, I heard the other base got Shakira. But it's Roger Goodell. Come on, man. This is why we're fu- This is what we're fighting for. So he can be stateside, not arbitrating the deal. He was supposed to be there helping them get the deal together. These guys, I guarantee you, that's probably every other thought is either killing Taliban, having sex with Shakira, or 
thinking about football, their favorite football team. What else are you thinking over there? You're probably just talking about sports, hooking up with chicks, or killing Taliban. I hope he did like a Bob Hope thing, but with football. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're kicking their asses just like they kick field goals in football. (laughs) Oh, man. I I hope the snipers out here in Afghanistan misfire worse than Jay Cutler in these playoffs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What's his entertainment? Roger Goodell, the stand-up comedian. The sword swallower. <laughs> they took a sword swallowing class just to get out of that. I really want to know what he was doing over there, who he was talking to. I mean, I guess he was just talking to the troops, but you got about what? You gotta, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be bummed out about that. If you're if you're a troop, you're thinking, all right, hey. This totally sucks being over here. At least, uh, you know, at least Kid Rock comes over. Hey, he's got a he's got a Confederate flag, which seems inappropriate at this time, but still, he's rocking. Wait, did that happen? Kid Rock did get in trouble for doing something with a Confederate flag. I forget it was uh, it was a few months back. I think it was at an award show or something. Well, that I, doesn't I, sound like an American badass to me. <laughs> Well, it is funny. He's from Detroit, and I don't know if he knows where Detroit is, but they certainly weren't fighting for the South during the Civil War. (laughs) I'm no no historian. Someone's got to remind him where the Mason-Dixon line was. It didn't run down 8 Mile in in Detroit, Kid Rock. (laughs) Okay, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Speaking of people misrepresenting historical events, Sarah Palin is on the campaign trail. She hasn't officially announced her campaign, but... I hope she does. I think America needs a punching bag. I think it, I think it rallies us together. Now that Osama bin Laden's gone, sure she's not she's not a public enemy or whatever, but it is nice to have someone to joke about or oh she's so dumb. It makes us feel smart. Exactly. As people that aren't really entirely smart, at least we're smarter than her. And that's all we're looking for. As a constituent, you don't need to send me a picture of your genitalia. Just say some really dumb stuff so I can make fun of you and feel better yeah, about myself. Way more entertaining. Hey, I realize you're going to bend me over backwards and, and pay tax, you know, charge me all these taxes and not provide great services and basically help out whoever got you elected. But, hey, at least give me a couple sound bites to play. <laughs> at least give me something to work with. Although I will say if she tweeted her picture of her tits, it would help her <laughs> campaign immensely. I would, I would retweet that. I'd become a follower. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a listen to Sarah Palin talking about the Revolutionary War. But it sounds like she got a bit confused on the details. He who warned uh, the the British that they weren't going to be taking away our arms. This is, she's talking about Paul Revere. <laughs> uh, by ringing those bells and, and um, making sure as he's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure How and we were going to be not free. Hear the confusion. In it's like everyone's always like, "Oh, she's so lively. She's got. She's so telegenic." And it's like. She always sounds like she's making it up as she goes, and you get no one senses that. It almost feels like anytime she's asked a question, it's almost like you catch a, a seven-year-old eating cake, and there's icing all over their fingers. <laughs> I know. You go, where'd that, where'd that cake go, Sarah Palin? <laughs> I, um, well, the uh, periodicals I read according to historical events, and she, <laughs> she keeps throwing in that really bitchy tone of voice that really – and. Yeah, the da, da da like you know that kind of yeah. keep jumping yeah, up yeah. real sharp. Paul Revere running around shooting bells, letting everyone you know, know we're free. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking those bells, warning the British. Yeah, what? wow. <laughs> so dumb. 
Yeah, and she is she is dumb, and I was I was thinking whether I should even play that because it's at some point we just got to stop beating her up because it's not it's not you're not really getting anywhere. You're just right. like oh okay we're beating a dead horse in this case a dead horse with amazing legs, but still you're beating you're beating <laughs> yeah, her I don't over. Know, though man, I mean just the. I agree, but every time I think about it, it's like, oh my God, she ran for vice president. <laughs> it did get a little scary. There, there. Were only there was only one other vice president for candidate. Yeah, and John McCain, McCain, that guy, I mean, that guy's borderline immortal, right? We've seen we've seen John McCain. There's no chance he would have died. And he can't do a dick pic because he lost it in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that man's a veteran, Cornell. Okay, he was a hero. What they did in that tiger cage is between him and his captors. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, Cornell? Yeah, and I think his dick works. He just can't raise his arms. <laughs> exactly. That's the only thing he can. So 69ing is probably hard. Exactly. His wife's hot. John McCain's wife. She really? Was, I think so. Yeah, for I mean, an for, 80 year old. For a, yeah, for she a 60 year old. For an, old okay. Woman, okay. for an older okay. gal. She looks like a little like an alien, but that's kind of hot for an old chick. <laughs> Wait, she looks like an alien, but that's kind of hot for an old chick. Are you attracted to aliens, Logan? Well, she looks like uh, the Roswell aliens, but most old women look Sleek, like... Sleek, sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but most old women look like uh, Jabba the Hutt. That's not good. You know what I mean? What's the sexiest alien? Big difference. There's no middle ground, though. What's when your, it comes to old ladies? What's your sexiest alien, you think? Oh, Roswell. Yeah? Those big eyes. Yeah, they just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're attracted to the alien's eyes? Or you find well, that attractive. That's their only attractive feature, right? Feature. They don't have any other features. They have, they have small noses. They Green don't have skin. They don't have giant snages. I've never seen upper lip here on an alien, so they seem to have well, that the, going for it. Smooth I mean, legs. The obvious answer is that chick from uh, Total Recall with the three boobs. <laughs> Everyone's right. done that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's. About, all right, let's stop. Let's. What about you guys? What's your what about you, Cornell? What's your sexiest alien? Um. Well, I would probably say the um. The alien from uh, Alien. <laughs> really? You'd have sex with that? It's looks yeah, like dude. It's got two mouths. Never know what's gonna go on <laughs> with that thing. Uh, it's all sleek and gooey, always wet and dripping. You know, no oh, foreplay needed. Ready for action? Yeah. I was telling you guys, or I told Logan. I don't know if I told Cornell, but my buddy uh, Bill and I went to see Flog and Molly. <clears throat> uh-huh. Flog and Molly concert. It was a lot of fun. Couple, couple things that I noticed though. We had a mosh pit, and it was the first time I've been. Like in... you started a mosh pit? <laughs> hey, I, I don't know if I didn't start it. I was, I started shoving people oh, around. Yeah. Awesome. I wasn't the domino that when started it. When you got it. back, you were so happy about the mosh pit. You're like, it was perfect, and now I'm hearing that you might have started it. Well, yeah, I didn't want to. I'm not gonna say I was the spark that lit the mosh pit fire at the Flock and Molly concert, but I was, I was getting into some sweet pushing. But it was funny because. <laughs> Oh, man, your D-line day is oh coming God, back, yeah. huh? I was thinking about getting down to three-point stance and firing out, <laughs> just showing these guys what I was made of, make Coach proud. I'm hey, I'm picturing you running through a crowd and pushing people around and just be like, this is awesome. And Keep the feet alive. Like, Keep the feet alive. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to get one of those sleds, but instead of just the giant pads, we're going to put other other people that other were at mix. the concert and, yeah, other other drunk Irish people. I'm going to push them up the sled so I can really train next time. I want to go out on tour and be the official mosh pit starter guy. Tell me about it. But it was. It was a hilariously 
kind of a hilariously lame mosh pit in the sense that there was some pushing going around. But I remember back when I listened to hardcore music in eighth grade, there were elbows flying. Guys were just doing the arm, you know, like arm uh, whirling around, like right. like whirling dervishes and just punching people. This was a Monday night mosh pit where everyone's like, okay, we got work in the morning. I don't have health insurance. I don't want to roll an ankle. People got knocked down. People were helping each other up. Oh, this is all man. these drunk out of shape people. The, the mosh pit could only get so intense. There was also a, a another interesting moment where, okay, so they're a very Irish band, obviously, and some of their songs deal with, oh, England stinks, we hate England's guts, England ruled Ireland for all this time, we we hate that, blah, blah, blah. Right, potatoes suck. And then uh, the titles of the song. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they love potatoes. England ruled Ireland for a long time, and we don't like that. It's a good song. Exactly. It's a little more catchy than that. But that's a, that's that's the ethos of of a decent number of their songs. And they were up there, and uh, you know, I was really getting into it, and I, I I wanted to yell along with them. I go, Yeah. Europe sucks. America rules. <laughs> and I kind of made a faux pas there, and everyone looked at me, and I'm like, "What? America does rule." And I'm just like, "Okay." <laughs> I immediately I realized I made a mistake, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to back down from that. That's no, and exactly. No, what, yeah. What are they gonna do? Nothing. And that's what they did. Yeah. It also made me realize you can yell out pretty much anything at a rock <laughs> concert, and maybe people glance at you for a second, but you can pretty much yell whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to take care of that, uh, you know, take advantage of that freedom. Start shouting out the Green Room podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I want people to react to it in a positive way. <laughs> Check out my RSS feed. SeanTGreen.com. <laughs> Guys, I feel like a lot of you aren't clicking the Amazon link. <laughs> uh, green, referral code, LegalZoom.com. In case any of you want to start a business, LLC, perhaps a trademark. Even the Flogging Mollies have their band name trademarked. And all you have to do is go to LegalZoom.com. It's very easy. You could save up to 90% off what you would expect to pay an attorney. But just to clarify, they are not an attorney. They provide self-help legal law service at your specific direction. Okay. Rock on, guys. That would be best, like, maybe after or before the show. I don't know if you can get that whole rant in between songs. Right. I feel lightheaded now, let alone if I was drinking and, and rolling around. And I don't know when this happened. I don't know what age this happened, but I have no problem uh, eating food from strangers. But we were hanging out at this bar down the street, Dylan's, which is a – they have great deals. Basically, any 16-ounce beer you want on tap, $3, which in Hollywood is a really good deal. Great deal. So our, my buddy Bill and I are sitting there drinking Guinness. We meet – there's two girls there that are also going to the concert because I'm, I'm wearing my Irish hat. I got my Irish shirt on. So, and drinking Guinness, and we talked to him just saying, hey, what's up? You guys are going to the concert, too. They leave to go in before the concert, and they leave this just whopping plate of nachos. And Bill and I, we just glance at each other and like, of course we're going to eat these nachos. I don't know where these girls have been, but I don't care. They got nachos. Yeah. I don't know when that happened. I feel like at some point as a little kid, you were taught, hey, don't do that because of germs or whatever. But I've been eating germy stuff my entire life. I'm fit as a fiddle. I yeah. eat stuff off the ground. The other day, my coffee lid <laughs> popped off my cup of coffee. I got a little travel mug from 7-Eleven. Popped off, landed on the floor of a gas station, popped it back on, drank the entire cup of coffee. Look at me. I'm totally healthy. Yeah, you know, man. I think to a certain extent, you're keeping your 
immune system. Yeah, got to keep. Toes, yeah, you, know? you got to keep it on his toes. Got to make it strong. Doesn't know what's going to happen. Who just are constantly sanitizing their hands? They get the most. They get, yeah, they get AIDS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they die crazy. of horrific. That's that's little known fact of uh, what what took down Magic Johnson. <laughs> Although Magic Johnson seems to be doing pretty good for himself. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we've we've been there before. Discussing Magic what, Johnson. Having days. sex with Magic Johnson. Right, exactly. It leads to a lot of opportunities. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, it is amazing that the guy got a disease at a time when it seemed like a death sentence and literally suffered no negative consequences whatsoever. Yeah, That's kind yeah. of impressive. And just goes to show you kind of how far we're going with with uh, medical research and how... How 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 kind of advanced we are getting and yeah I mean he's also a zillionaire in peak physical condition when it hit him too yeah. you know like that's gotta he's a prime guy to beat AIDS if anyone's gonna beat <laughs> yeah AIDS. exactly all right so Je- Jeff should be calling in who knows if he can uh, get a reception there in Bonnaroo who knows what uh you know what kind of shenanigans are going on there they probably he probably yeah. just got sucked into a uh, <laughs> new wicked drum circle and yeah. just yeah dude, he pulled out the phone everyone started beating on it <laughs> now he's trying to exactly. get he's on mars right now he probably he probably stumbled upon some bad acid and just <laughs> understands that life is life is out of his hands and uh, calling into a tuck radio show is pointless and he doesn't need a he, he could be, he could, for all we know, he could be contemplating his own existence right now, thinking just, hey, do you ever think that we're just a part of a universe that's a part of a bigger universe, man? Oh, he man. could be having that conversation right now. You're going to get right us now. started on that conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some hot universe podcast talk. I do love that. He's on Mars right now, man. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this guy, he likes to party. Flo Rida. Rida. Flo Rida. Rida. <laughs> Flo Rida okay, from Rida, Florida. Whatever. No, Flo Rida. As uh, Cornell's got the correct uh, pronunciation. It's Flo. No, it's Flo. His base. His name's. <laughs> oh. He's a rapper. His name's spelled Florida, but they broke it up, and he decided to pronounce it any way he wants. He, he was, rides flows. <laughs> I guess. He was busted for DUI. He got a .185 blood alcohol content. He was driving, I think, a Bugatti. Whatever the car, it was worth 1.7 million dollars. Got behind the wheel, was hammered out of his mind. Now I'm not one. I'm not one to judge. I'm not going to judge him for his uh, DUI. We've all probably had um, too much to drink and, and driven home from a party. But that is crazy. A 1.7 million dollar car. They get yeah. him. They get him out. They give him the field sobriety test, and they ask him to walk a straight line. And he had a great quote going, "I can't walk a straight line. <laughs> I can't walk a straight line right now. I've had a few drinks." <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's when you know when you're not even attempting to walk the straight line you you know things are uh, and uh, TMZ also released the photos they released the photos of him partying before and it's weird that when you live your life in the public eye like Anthony Weiner like Flo Rida that almost you, you can create a scrapbook of your life at any moment because like they had, a, okay, here's a picture of him at six o'clock drinking. Here's the after party, twelve o'clock drinking. Here's him getting arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it's really interesting. Like if you go to foxnews.com or cnn.com, they use all your flow rider updates. They <laughs> use, no, but uh, for politicians who have just millions of photographs, they will put the photograph that matches like whatever the uh, uh, what's it called <laughs> uh, the title the of story. The, the title? The headline. Okay. Headline. Okay. <laughs> but All they right. do it to match the headline. And so, like, for instance, uh, Newt Gingrich, um, 
just went through something bad, so they had him making a bad look on his face. All right, I'm wasting time, but no, it's cool. I ju- uh, Jeff's on the line. I don't, I don't want to oh, lose okay. him here. Jeff, uh, welcome on to the green room. You're here with my sidekick Logan Leistico and Cornell Reed. Thanks for calling in, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. How how is? I like, for a second, I thought I get that feeling like when people pick up the phone and they are in the middle of another conversation with somebody else. You're like, you dickhead! I'm on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. It's not a great way to break into the radio segment, but uh, we appreciate you calling in. How is Bonnaroo, man? Oh, it is a thrill a minute. Um, It's actually, so far, I have been in traffic. I have been in crowds. I have been in continents. And then I have been inside state for one band. So, uh, thus far, a success. Now, uh, so wait, you're you're wow, from we're getting La- some exclusive. In- <laughs> <laughs> you're from Los Angeles. You come out and you still hit traffic in Bonnaroo. Any any co- any sort of hijinks? How how has the crowd reacted so far? What was the what was the band you you saw? Well, right now I'm uh, I'm standing by Slaybell, which is uh, it's basically suicide girls that play really loud guitars. Uh, it's got a huge crowd of people who. Uh, it's equal parts people who want to split their wrists and people who would just as easily split that wrist for them. So it's a very <laughs> weird mix of people. But it's probably the biggest crowd they've got right now. Like, Bonnaroo is officially a four-day festival. It's, it's fucking massive right now. Can I swear on this show? I don't... Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Is that okay? Okay. Plus, you're right. you're in Bonnaroo, uh, man. What happens there stays in Bonnaroo. <laughs> I, actually, I actually coined that phrase. Don't listen to Las Vegas. That was... Straight out of Sean Green. Yeah, talking about Bonnaroo. Well, <laughs> now, what uh, what do you... To be honest, uh, whatever happens at Bonnaroo is not interesting to anybody else <laughs> after Bonnaroo. All of these people think they're going to leave here with mind-blowing stories, and then they're going to fumble through the details, and people are going to be like, uh, so, you, wait, so you drank for like four fucking days straight, and you saw, like, the back of people's heads while you vaguely listened to people? Okay. Yeah, we got the gist. No, you don't need to tell me the rest. <laughs> now, what are you, what are your plans for Bonnaroo? Have you laid out who you're going to see? What what uh, what's the game plan? Uh, I am uh, I'm actually a, a festival aficionado, so I have a very intricate uh, plan every single day, and I go rogue, which means that I abandon everybody I love that I came here with. I say fuck you, sit at the tent. And I just run around like a madman, and I see everything I possibly can. So I'm going to see, uh, you know, so let's say the cannon. I'll see anything from uh, uh, Ryan Bingham, and I will see uh, Donald Glover tonight. He is a rapper now, apparently. Yeah. And uh, I will comedian? see everything to, yeah. to the Blackies, on Cave Fire, My Morning Jacket, Lil Wayne, Girl Talk, E-E-E, and that's et cetera, not a fan. Okay. Well, yeah, you got the press pass, so I expect a one-on-one with Lil Wayne. Make sure you make well, sure yeah. that. I oh, am yeah, yes. I've uh, I tried to pull like uh, uh, Wayne's World, where I basically I've been pretty successful in using this press pass to assert what a dickhead I am. <laughs> uh, because at every juncture that I could possibly shove it in someone's face and go media, I will. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's a beer line. I'm like media. I need to cover the taste of this beer. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, hold on one second. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're on the phone, Jeff. <laughs> this is rude. 
Oh, that wait, yeah, Jeff, who me, was that? Jeff, hook up with that chick. Let Go me tell after. You something. Some fucking random eighteen-year-old hippie yeah. just came up to me and said, "Where are the ten NRBs?" And I said, uh, "That way." And they go, no, that's where we came from. <laughs> they, they gave me two options. She said, this way or that way. And I said, that way. It's like, why did you ask me <laughs> that way? Why give you two you options? That that was not the option? She wanted you to unzip your pants and be like, the tent's right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, Logan's pitching a tent in studio just hearing about this 18-year-old. Have you seen well, any... T- have you seen any yeah, topless chicks yet? I don't want to wind up in a Tennessee uh, jailhouse being cornholed by some guy <laughs> named Jeb who uh, also happens to be the fucking mayor of the town. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think it's in his name you have to worry about. <laughs> All right. Also, you, you're hooking up it, with the mayor. It doesn't hurt me if she's of age. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're, you're all right. Have you seen any topless chicks? Not yet. A lot of topless dudes. A lot of dudes. Who, let's face it, uh, by all standards, keep the shirt on. Uh, <laughs> you didn't earn it. You didn't. You didn't hit the hit the gym. It, uh, there's no reason for us to be seeing the flesh, and uh, it's also night. So I mean, it's not as if you're you're out in the heat. So let's not see uh, your hairy areolas and your <laughs> saggy breath. Uh, let's save it for those wonderful uh, fresh-faced nubile teens tomorrow when they are trying to catch a glimpse of J. Cole, whoever the fuck that is. And uh, that's when uh, the flip video will come out, and I will I will go to work for the green room. I will put a microphone right in there. All right. Some young, mobile breath for everybody. All right. Well, that's what we want. That's, that's audio, what press passes for. Audio of breasts. All right, Jeff. We appreciate you calling in. Hopefully you have a blast in Bonnaroo, and uh, we'll have you in studio down the line to hear about all your crazy adventures, man. Have a good time. Wonderful, fellas. Well, hey, uh, from Bonnaroo, reporting live, it's Jeff McKinnon. (laughs) It was was funny when he goes, yeah, basically there's nothing interesting here. It's only traffic and crowds. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of um, that's the interesting part of a live media, live radio show. You just go with the fly. Hey, he, he was in traffic. He he had some crowds. Yeah. You know, we're gonna take it as we go, cause it it also is the first night. He's gonna he's gonna try to get some interviews with uh, some of the musicians, some of the people playing down there. The sleigh bells sound hot. He says exactly. suicide girls that play loud guitar. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, they sound amazing. Like... In my mind, it looks incredible. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they have an awesome laser light show too. Yeah. <laughs> the suicide girls. You know that, Logan? They had, they do laser light shows? No, I'm saying the, the band in my Oh, okay, the sleigh bells. And yeah. they're like sticking the drumstick in their vaginas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All of them at the same time. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy show. Real, real psychedelic. Not especially. the best music, but... <laughs> well, it's hard to play with those drumsticks up there, you know what I mean? <laughs> and who's listening to the music at that point, honestly? Who's if if, if hijinks like that are going down, you're not gonna be Oh wait, oh my god, that was a G minor chord. Oh he blew that. He oh she blew that. Sorry, man. I didn't realize from this angle. What so, was going on in your mind? No, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of camping at Bonnaroo, Cornell, you and I, we got a uh, camping trip, Catalina Island. Oh, yeah, baby. I don't know if we need to necessarily promote it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, this, this seemed like a good time to talk about our camping trip. I'm really looking forward to it. You go out there. It's it's a great time. If you've never been to Catalina Island, you just go out. 
you walk seven miles to this beach campsite and you just cut loose. You, we're planning on not bringing a lot of food and just catching our own food, catching a lot of fish. Oh Looking yeah, I mean when you got master anglers like Sean and myself, it shouldn't be a problem, you know. And then we got uh, two of our buddies who are really into spear fishing. All they've been doing for the past year, my buddy Bill and our other buddy Nick Rutherford, who was actually on last episode, every other conversation would include some reference to, oh hey, I got a I got a wetsuit for the spear fishing. Oh hey, get my spear sharpened. They, they've been thinking about this for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there is something to it. I I went out and did it and and had fun. I wasn't able to actually spear any fish. For some reason, I kept hitting the fish with my spear and then it would bounce off. So I was yeah. just basically poking these fish and really <laughs> annoying them. <laughs> but there is something you kind of feel like a shark because. You got the goggles on, you got the snorkel, and you see a fish, and then you're just you're just trailing it, and you you got to decide, okay, is this when I go in? Is this when I try and swim down deeper and hit him with the spear? Because obviously, if you don't have a scuba tank, you can't just go all the way down. You kind of got to hover at the top until until it's time to strike, and then you <laughs> right. Then that's what you do, Logan. You swim down, hit him mm. with the spear. I feel like a cold-blooded assassin. You do. You feel alive. It's one of those few moments where you go, I conquered another animal. I'm on top of the food chain. I'm feeling great. Yeah, but, I mean, we should all be smarter than fish. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. It's not something to be proud of. I agree. We should be hunting gorillas, possibly elephants. (laughs) That's what we should be killing. Taking down giant animals. Who doesn't think that? Well, if this weekend, if Bill and Nick manage to spear a dolphin, then I'm impressed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's going to be like three three new uh, species of animals are going to be extinct due to our fishing trip. All right. Great, great show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Cornell Reed, where can we get more of you? Twitter, at Corneasy. Uh, follow my weekly web series, The Competition, and uh, that's about it. Comedy Garage, I guess. Yep, yeah. Comedy Garage is always happening. Always. You can follow it on at Comedy Garage. You can't stop us. You can only hope to contain us. Much like the Dallas Mavericks, who won 112-103, essentially giving yeah. me a free camping trip. Thanks to uh, Dirk Nowitzki and the other games where they hit the under. Logan, you want to wrap things up <laughs> with the haiku? To the games. Let's do it. <laughs> Sean is noisy. Uh, never mind. All right, this is the real one. <laughs> Wait, did you just try to improvise to, uh, your first yeah, one? A one-man mosh pit. Ed McMahon gave me advice. Audio of breasts. All right, well, that'll do it for the Green Room. We do it here live every Thursday, 8 o'clock, latalkradio.com. You can count them every time, Cornell. I'll always get I know, I'm right. just constantly amazed. <laughs> Cornell was counting out his syllables there. To the green room, check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also check out our movie at thecomedygaragemovie.com.